Yo, what up, what up everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Get a Bucket Podcast, it's your host Dre here, Trey, say what Get up people. What's up everybody, how y'all been? You've been pretty good about yourself, we need to get something like that, like a little, <laughs> like a little replay, like a little, you know, like a little response, like I'm tired of just saying what's up, and then, you know, we gotta work on it, we gotta work okay, on it. Okay, yeah, man, we figure it out, you know, I think it's, it's customary and, you know, very traditional to greet the people, but yeah, we gotta we got come up with some banter, man, but... You know, forget all that, yo. Trey, what are we talking about today, man? How you feeling? Um, keeping a whole buck with you. There's been something that's been kind of on my mind, real f- mm-hmm. for for a while, for a while. What? And I, I'm gonna run this by you real quick. What's better to you, man? I'm so not better. What's harder? Let's start harder. What's harder between the old school basketball and new school basketball? When I say old school, I'm I'm kind of talking about the Tim Duncan, the Shaq and Kobe era on down. Like on down to like the magic days and the wilt days, or is it like the hard? Is it harder to play in the new school where you got the Currys and the Durants and the Lebrons? Because to me, it's harder to play when someone's being overly physical with you and they keep pushing you around, they keep nudging you. Like in basketball, you're trying to you have a set routine, you have a set pattern or move that you want to do, and someone hitting you is going to knock that off, it's going to throw off your shot, it's going to throw off your balance, cause you to mess up, maybe make a bad pass dribble poorly or you, you it might change your game altogether okay well you know if you can go into the paint someone's gonna elbow you in the in the gut a little bit or in the rib that's tough or as a shooter they can nudge you or hit your arm or hit you in the, or hit you in the hip a little bit kind of throw you off i personally think it's harder to play old school boss because nowadays it's space threes and that's it space threes and it occasional travel like that's you didn't get that back in the day. Mm-hmm. It's a faster pace. And actually, I take that back. I don't think it's a faster pace. I think it's sped up because like when, when you when the NBA first started, it was a really fast pace, right? But it slowed down. And I kind of like that slowed down pace because now you get to see the actual game of basketball. Right now, it could really turn into just, oh, this team is now getting hot from three. That could win, but it to me, it, it just seemed harder to play in the old school. Like, What do you think? Um... I do. I agree. I think it is harder to play in older school basketball. So, you know, for me, when I think of old school, I think of like the Michael Jordans and the the, the Magics and all of that. Um, and yeah, it, it, I think it's still same to a degree when you talk about Kobe and Timmy and Shaq. You know, when you are able to kind of really get physical, it's going to be tougher to to play <laughs> basketball when somebody's hitting you or poking you in the ribs or. You know, slapping you or, you know, in Jordan's era, you able to hand check and, um, you know, you body slamming people. That's going to be harder. You know, any, I feel like all sports, you know, and maybe I shouldn't say all sports, but basketball and football specifically are sports that were harder when they first started. You know, football, you had less rules, you had less padding, you had a helmet that was kind of trashed, your face mask was trashed. You know, um, and they could hit you wherever they wanted. Basketball, you know, you body slamming people, y'all getting in the fist fights, people punching you in the face. You know, like yeah, that's that's harder to deal with. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think that the the old school basketball ways were a lot harder to deal with than than what we got today. Exactly. Exactly, man. Now, because I know you, I know you do love the new school. Do you think it's better? how the game is played today? Or do you think it was better how it was? So I think that in terms of talent, I think this is the best NBA that we've ever seen. 
Um, I think that the players that we have today are the most talented. They are the most athletic. Um, they've seen the older generation play, so they've had the opportunity to study the Iversons, the Kobe's, the Shaqs, you know, and, you know, they kind of perfected it. And, you know, they, for all intents and purposes, they studied that. They've put their blueprint on it. And now I feel like they're better. Um, you know, handles are better. Shooting is better. They're more efficient. Um I, I think this is the most talented NBA. I think that there isn't a single top 10 player that you could say that you couldn't pluck out of this generation and put in another generation and they wouldn't thrive. I think every last single one of them would go into the 90s to the 2000s to the 80s and dominate. I kind of I kind of disagree because when you get to hit people, defense kind of goes down. And when I say defense, I mean the quality of defense, like how you have to actually slide the technique for it. You don't have to be a prolific defender, especially if you're overly physical. You had, who was it, um, Tony Allen. He, no, no, for starters, Tony Allen's an elite defender. But he was overly physical. Like he was physical with you. And that, that that's what we're missing nowadays. And I personally hate the fact that we're missing that aspect of basketball because to me, back in the day was was better. You had your shooters. You had your inside men. You had your mid-range people. You had the people who like who could get to the free throw line. You you had a lot of different parts, and everybody had to move and 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 actually play. Nowadays, it's a lot of just standing around and see one guy kind of move. And I know back in the day, ISO ball was kind of like a good thing, and but you still had teammate. You still had team-oriented basketball, like Phil Jackson created the triangle but Jordan and Kobe were the focal points I mean you had Shaq too but the you had a scoring guard you know like you had like a point guard who could bring up the ball but at the same time spot up you had a you had a pick and pop big man you had a big man who could be down low and rebound for you and cause some havoc you also had a shooting team such as the Phoenix Suns you have your big men who dominate the game for you like the Spurs like you have a lot of different pieces in there that I think you have nowadays too, but the issue is you're not seeing that as much. The big man doesn't be, isn't allowed to dominate in the paint like he was able to back then. You know you got if you can't step out and shoot a three pointer, tough. That's what happened to Jalil Okafor out of Duke. He was projected as number one overall pick, but then slid because basically Carl Anthony Towns showed he was more mobile. And I personally thought in college Jaleel was the better player, but Cat's really the better player because he can do a lot of different things. So. I like to see the old school, but with the new school players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that would bring basketball, not to its greatest, but I think that would take basketball to, to, to the greatest level that it could possibly go, honestly. Because then you get to see everybody, their true potential, everybody really going for it, you know? Yeah, I get it. I mean, I do in some ways. I miss the big man, um, pause if necessary. But I do miss, you know, seeing someone like a Shaq down low. Um, pause if necessary, um, you know, just being able to come in there and just really change the way that the game goes, right? Yeah. Uh, but I also think that, you know, in terms of just pure entertainment value, while I don't necessarily love his game, I've grown to respect him, and I think that it's extremely entertaining to see James Harden go to work, make somebody fall, and then shoot a three. Oh, big facts. You no, know, like, big facts. that's crazy. And, like, I just think about – you know, you take James Harden and you put him in the 90s or 2000s, like, 
they they're not doing nothing mm. with that man. You know what I mean? Like they're not doing nothing um, with a with a KD. KD they're not doing possibly. nothing with a KD. Like they're not doing nothing with a LeBron. They're not doing nothing with an AD. You know, like there's there's just so much Steph. You know, and, and and you said that. So you said that too. Like you know, there's a level of physicality that these players wouldn't be able to live up to, and I would disagree with that. You know, because you think about today's NBA is either they're going to the bucket or they're shooting the three. And all of the players that I just named, with the exception of maybe AD, um, they can pull up and hit a three. So there's only but so much physicality that you're going to get from the three-point line. And then you add to it, too, that they're shooting from way beyond the three-point line, too. I mean, you, you can't really body slam somebody who doesn't need to go into the paint. Steph Curry don't need to drive. I'm going to just pull up from wherever I feel like pulling up. You can't foul me out here. If you do, that's three three free throws that I'm gonna hit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's there's only but so much you can do with those guys. James Harden, same thing. KD, same thing. LeBron has figured it out too. And in the case of LeBron, you're not gonna tell me that somebody that is big and as athletic and as fast as LeBron wouldn't benefit from oh I I can hit people now. Oh oh okay that's that's a bet. You know like that would that would absolutely benefit Bron. I don't know, because he was already complaining about the amount of fouls that he was getting. So, well, I mean, you got to kind of play to today's rules. If, like, that's the rule, then, okay, yeah, I'm going to play to it. But if you're telling me, oh, like, foul, fouling isn't it, I can I can elbow somebody, I'm 6'8", 270, 280, all right, cool, let's do that. Cool, I'm going el- to elbow you in your face. <laughs> let's see, can you handle it? But see, you mean tell me a big man can't sit there and say, oh, I can hit Braun too? Like, you know, that's why I'm saying I actually think it would have benefited him if he had grown up in this environment, because at the end of the day, he would have developed a jump shot earlier. So he would have been better. Like he would have. He would have focused on it more because I'm sorry, but you going in the paint constantly, even even Jordan had a mid range. And he worked on that. LeBron has one, too. Yeah, but we're talking about LeBron at the age of 34. Like he he's had one. I'm I'm not going to four years is no, no, not at all. No, nah, don't do that. Don't do that. He did not have a mid-range in the playoffs like that. In Miami? He was not consistent. He had a mid-range in Miami? Right, like towards the end. Nah, boss. Like, that was more so Cleveland days. Like, that was, like, that's came more back so to Cleveland, Cleveland days. Okay, yeah, so what's that, two, Cleveland. three years ago? I'll give it. I'll give him two because he didn't have – like, he wasn't doing that the first year. Remember, he was just backing people down. Like, in the playoffs, that's what he was doing. Backing mm-hmm. people down. Kicking it out or shooting the ball, mm-hmm. that's like. But I'm not gonna sit there and say he was a, he, he had mid range. I can't mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. Can't say that's like saying Kawhi is more clutch than Kobe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Max mm-hmm. Kellerman, mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. But like you know what I'm saying? Like the the he he you got to show consistency for me first. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have any consistency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I say he wasn't a mid range shooter. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he would have. I don't. I think. Growing up, like I said, it would have forced him to develop a jump shot because eventually he would have got tired of people driving to the bank. Yeah, you can hit people, but, like, it's very easy for them to hit you before you hit them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I get he's 6'8". I don't know what he was when he came into the league, maybe 220. Nah. Yeah, you're going to bulk up. He wasn't He wasn't. the size that he is today. He was bigger then. I don't know about that, dude. Because you got to remember, LeBron went through that keto phase, and he slimmed LeBron down a lot. Yeah, but that was after he bulked up, though. 
Like he had bulked up a lot. Mm-hmm. So when he came to the league, he wasn't overly bulky. He 240. Was, he was 240 when he came in? Yeah, he was 240. Hmm. Yeah, he was 240. Still, still, you coming in at 240, like, that's solid size. Don't get me wrong. You're going to get the best of a lot of folk, but you still going to get hit. Like, tell me he going to come into the lane and Shaq doesn't, like, it's okay for Shaq to foul now? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a whole I mean, it always real quick. It always was okay for Shaq to foul. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying that LeBron James has went through an era where he was trying to avoid fouls and avoid contact and – you know, the comparison has always been he's as fast as Iverson, but he's big as Carl Malone. So you take somebody who's that big and that fast, oh, and now I can hit you now, that benefits him. You know, yeah, he's going to take some contact too, but most people, similar to how they are with Zion, you don't want to take that charge. You don't want to get in front of that. So well, I think it's going to help you're comparing, him. You're comparing kids now because those are college players. I get NBA players may not want to too, but they will. Mm-hmm. But they will. I don't think that's you don't see no people. That's in the, most people in the NBA until it gets to the playoffs do not take charges. And I use those words very carefully. Most people in the NBA mm-hmm. do not take charges. Sure, there's probably I can't even think of very many at this point. Like most people don't take charges. Well, I mean. I guess. I mean, that's true. You don't see too many charges in the NBA. Yeah. But you're going to see, like I said, that's not really being physical, though. You know, sure. so sure. If, you can, if you can hit, I think that would help people out a little bit. Like, oh, I can actually apply, apply a little pressure to them. Okay, I may be able to do that. That might be a little more tolerable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not, that's all I'm, that, that, that's how I would look at it, at least. That's how I would look at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, I just, I, when I look at today's NBA, the, the athleticism is crazy. The skill, you know, seeing people being able to, the way that they dribble, the way that they can shoot the basketball, um, the court vision, then you add in the analytics that kind of gives them an upper hand. It's a dope league to be in. Um, I just think it's better, you know. I definitely think that it's a, a better league. It's more entertaining. Um you know, so. <clears throat> so speaking of the new school, uh, LeBron James and the Lakers have been in conversations with your man's Ty Lue, uh, in order for him to take over the the number one the coaching spot. Uh, mm-hmm. I have my own thoughts and opinions on it. But as a Laker fan, I'm gonna let you sign off and you know say whatever it is that you got to say. So for me, as a Laker fan, um, Laker Nation, I'm kind of happy <laughs> that like we didn't get Ty Lue. That leaves the possibility of the Lakers being able to rebuild as available. Um, I still believe we should try to trade Braun and get some assets for him, whatever that is, because. At the end of the day, he's 34. He'll turn 35 next year. People don't really do too well. Like, I get he's a physical specimen. He's a freak of nature, all that good stuff. But he just had an injury. Um, I don't think he's going to – I think he's going to take a dip next year. And actually, I want to make a prediction that 
after next year, he we may say he's out of the top ten potential. Like he'll be at the bottom of the top ten at best case. Because like I said, he's he's getting older. So I would love for us to then just regroup. We had a nice young core. We still do. We still do. We gave up some pieces. We can rebuild a little bit. We still have a lot of repick. And if we had gone Ty Lue route, that means that we would have stuck with Braun for the full four years because they had offered Ty Lue a three-year, six-mil offer. So, And actually, he felt insulted because he's a champion and all this other crap. Me personally, kid, you rode Braun's coattails a little bit. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, you had the best player at the time. Um, you did what you were supposed to do. You know, you got him there. You coached. You managed egos. Cool. But I don't know. Like we, we would have to do too much rebuilding, and no one's coming to us in the off season. So now we're talking about us having to wait another year, and then we start doing it, working in two. No, because now you got to work about cohesion, and then we don't know who else is about to form a, a possible another super team or what. What the teams may look like. Golden State may still look the same. So we're not going to win right now. That's that that's obvious. And we were on a nice track and we messed that up. But I am glad that we did not get Ty Lu, you know, the man who got crossed and stepped over by Allen Iverson in the playoff <laughs> game. Jesus. How about you, dude? Like what's how how are you looking at it? From someone who isn't really a big Laker fan, right? <laughs> do you think us not signing Ty Lu is a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a great thing that you guys don't sign Ty Lue. So I've said this since um, since I've been following LeBron's career, honestly. I don't like LeBron's coaches, and I, I never liked Ty Lue. You know, I, I never really viewed him as someone as a, uh amazing basketball mind. I will say that I have a theory that LeBron James hires or wants to get mostly – minority coaches, so maybe that's the the reason behind um, him wanting to get Ty Lue. I also heard a, another rumor where LeBron James not only wanted Ty Lue as a head coach, but he wanted Tom Thibodeau as the first assistant head coach. I personally yeah, thought yeah. that that was insulting to Tibbs. There's absolutely no way that Tibbs should be an assistant to Tyron Luke. Um, so, I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys didn't get LeBron. I mean, not LeBron. I, I think that um, you know there's plenty of other capable coaches out there, including like a Mark Jackson, who I'm a huge fan. Right, I like Mark. Um, I like Mark. But yeah, Mark, Mark um, the Van Gundys. I like them a lot too. I kind of. Uh, I was thinking Jake mm-hmm. Kidd as potential, only only as a temporary coach, because he does do. I'm not sold on Jake Kidd. Well, no, 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 for player development. Like I said, we're not going to win right now. Okay. We're not. So we might as well okay. just focus on the future. We might as well. Okay. And as such, I mean, who better than to teach Lonzo outside of Magic, which, you know, he left, than Jason Kidd, mm-hmm. the person who compared, who Lonzo was compared to, you know? I think that would mm-hmm. actually bode mm-hmm. well. He can teach him how to be aggressive, run the offense. And I think that might work out well for us. I think Brandon Ingram made some strides late last year. Hopefully he makes a recovery. Um, I think Kyle Kuzma is a solid player. I don't know what his ceiling is. I'm still kind of stuck on that. But our coach, whoever that is, needs to be able to work the young guys and mold them. Um, 
personally, I like Thibs as an assistant coach because he's defensive oriented and he runs the team ragged. But that's a drawback. Mm-hmm. I mean, every team he's coached, they they've been solid. They had potential, but at the same time, they just they crack at the at the at the at the, at the end of the season. Bulls with D Rose, you mm-hmm. had one player. Jimmy was up and coming, but he wasn't there yet. We know. And you have D Rose, the defensive oriented team with one scoring option. Really doesn't work, but he ran his team ragged. Same with the Wolves, and they weren't even that great defensively. So, mm-hmm. I I actually would love to see Thibs as a as an assistant coach. He has not really had a positive track record in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, cool, it's nice. You you do well in the in the regular season, you know, in the East. That's cute, but. He hasn't really garnered mm-hmm. anything to say, okay, he deserves a head coaching position. To be honest with you, Ty Lue has done more, arguably. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say Thibs should be insulted, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I get where you're going with that. I, I think that um, Tyron Lue kind of gets a little bit of the benefit of coaching um, one of the all-time GOATs in LeBron and it's kind of bolstered his 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 career <laughs> bolstered his career a little bit but I think Thibodeau I, I I respect his basketball mind a little bit more than Tyler uh so I I would I would like to have seen a Tibbs be the the main option in terms of the coach as opposed to um, but I mean at the end of the day I'm glad that you guys are not getting Tyler hopefully that you guys can get a quality coach I think this is a very very important this is probably the most important off season that I can remember in recent Laker history um, you have an amazing free agency coming up um, you have a lot of quality talent out there and you got to get somebody um, I've heard reports that Clay Thompson is not happy. Not mm. happy. Um, I've heard, Hapsy. yeah, like Clay Thompson's not happy with being the third fiddle on the Golden State Warriors. Um, obviously, you have the Kimbas. You know, you have mm. the Kyrie's. So I think that that level mm. of player would be who the Lakers should target. I don't think you're getting a KD or a Kawhi. But you know, I think with Clay, like Kemba, and a Kyrie, I think it's possible. And I think with a Clay specifically, um, that would greatly increase your chances of making some waves in the West. I think that you still would probably be a piece away. But you know, with a Clay Thompson, that would that would definitely help. Yeah, I like Clay. I don't think he'll leave because I do think the, uh, the Warriors will do the right thing. And offer him the max. Um, even though all the shooting struggles, I think he's earned it. He's a spark plug yeah. easily. He can easily be a second option as mm-hmm. he's shown. So I think that's great. I think he can um, be a number one option. But you know, if he wants to slide up to the Lakers, I that you know that's gonna that could be a to- that could be another that could be another topic because that could be a long conversation. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Um, but I think he can slide his happy ass on over to the Lakers if he do- if he so chooses to. I would mm-hmm. appreciate that. You know, if we if we get him though, still try to trade Braun. I'd still try to trade Braun. I just not. He, it's just not going to do it for me, man. He he doesn't play defense the way we need him to. Whoever our no 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 whoever our coach is, we need to make sure they have enough cachet to the point that they're 
they won't be ran by LeBron. Like at the end of the day, I need somebody who's going to be a strong figurehead for us. They need to sit up there and let him know, listen, kid, we need you to sit up there and play some defense too, fam. Like, don't just expect the ball all the time on offense and then you slack off on defense. No, no, if you're the leader, we need you to be the leader. Like, you can't do what you did in, in, in Cleveland. This isn't Cleveland. This is not Cleveland. This is L.A. Showtime. You know, Staples Center, baby. We out here. And you sitting up there and pointing to people, like, acting like they did or they, they did something wrong. No, that was your man. That was your man. I'm not saying he's always like this. But there have been too many instances where I've seen through highlights or ESPN or whatever where he's not playing defense. So I need someone to sit up there and get him on board on the defensive end because we have lanky players, and we like to run the ball in transition. He likes to pass. We have players like Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo, who can get out and run. Hell, JaVale McGee can get out there and sprint too. Started on defense. That's what the team had. Like, if we're not shooters, you get it on defense. That's what I need our coach to do. I need our coach to get us on board from there. If we can, like, that's how I'm looking at it. Mm, I guess. Um, I definitely wouldn't trade LeBron even if you got Clay. I would consider trading him if you get nobody, Mm. but not if you get Clay. I think that that helps you out a whole lot. I definitely think you do need a strong head coach. I don't know who that is. Um, The only person that keeps popping in my mind is Mark Jackson. I like Mark. I do like Mark. So... Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what the Lakers do. Facts. It'll be but, an interesting um, offseason. It'll be an interesting offseason. It definitely, it definitely will be an interesting offseason. I can't wait. There's a lot of – I'm deeming this the the free agency at the cage. you got KD, you got Kawhi, you got Kyrie, you got Clay, you got Kendall. Mm-hmm. you got Carl. Is Carl still a free agent? Carl Anthony Taylor? I don't, I, don't, um, I don't think – I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like he signed a big contract at the beginning of the yeah. year. But yeah, I think the only issue was it's a lot of yeah. K's out no, there. No, he definitely did. Cause that's why Jimmy. No, he didn't. Leave, that's not the reason why Jimmy left. Jimmy left because they were going to give Andrew. They're trying to give Andrew the money, or they gave Andrew the money foolishly mm-hmm. though. But that's you know, it's another topic for another day. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank y'all for listening to the podcast. Um, you know, Dre did score a couple times, but you know he came close to winning. Too bad it's ain't horseshoes. All right, y'all. Listen, man. Y'all are listening to this podcast. You know who makes sense and who doesn't. Um, Yeah, me. me. All right, y'all. See you. Later.